I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, everyone. Hey, hi. Oh, Heidi Ho. Oh, that was a South Park reference. <laughs> was it? Heidi yeah, Ho. Isn't that the Christmas poo? Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Oh, my poo. God. Did you just date yourself? I mean, I think that's still on the air, though. It probably is. I feel like it's always on the air. I think that was around when we were, in, I was in junior high. It was on when I was also in junior high. And it's actually still on, I think, to this day. I think they're still making episodes of South Park. Oh, don't quote me on that. Don't but I quote feel like it's always on, on at least some kind of rerun commercial style. Well, this is not an episode about <laughs> South Park, but South Park likes to push some buttons just as we do, but we do it in a more loving, gentle way. This episode, uh, this is a repeat guest, Erin Alexander. April was not there for this episode. She I haven't been there for either, either of those of episodes. I'm busy. You were busy. I got things to do. It was recorded in LA at Aaron's place. He has his own podcast called The Align Podcast, and I will read his bio in a little bit. Can I just say, I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't there because he is fuego. He's when pretty. I say fuego, that is espanol for hata. <laughs> Super hata. He's a hata. He's, he's very intelligent. Yes, and um, he—he's very intelligent. Yes, no, he's, he's also a very hot. Yeah, a wonderful <laughs> public speaker, and he's banging. He, um, yeah, he's and, a, yeah. He's all the things. The whole package. He's all the things. And I don't know about his package. Did you see his package? No, but we—you know what he and I talked about? We were like, the next time we podcast, we should do it naked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because he has a sauna there and he also has like this ice box. And he also, every time people come to their podcast, they usually like dip in the ice box and then they actually will often record in the sauna. I'm like, I have meetings after this. Like I had to go visit stores. Well, you so, also have the Barkland glands thing, right? Oh, yeah. But it was more like I am okay. like ready to go visit three stores after this. Oh, that, no, that's definitely the reason why. But I was no. like, that's definitely not a Barkland glands. No, yeah, he wouldn't like situation. that. That's not something that you can I can be naked and you don't necessarily know that I have a big cyst going on. No, but on. I don't know if the ice box would be good for it. Um, yeah, isn't it like a hot thing that you need? Heat for yeah, exactly. That's what. That's what. That's where I was going with it. Yeah. I'm looking out for oh, your I best see interest. You're saying not the cold. I see what you're saying. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You are my doctor now. I like that. <laughs> and but I like that idea. It was like I, th- I thought about it because and you and I have talked about like we're maybe recording naked. You and I would be fine recording naked. But yeah. with him, I was like, I think it's a great idea. We should totally do it. And like, I wonder if we would really be able to focus. Well, neither of us really wear underwear, so I have seen your yoni before when we've recorded. And if I don't wear pants. You've seen mine. I mean, I've also just seen you naked in the hotel room because we're constantly <laughs> in the hotel room together. So we share a hotel room when we travel, and I see you naked all the time. And I've known you for 13 or 14 years, so I've probably seen you naked at least like 
50 to 100 times. Yeah. If not more. We just get better with age, like a fine white wine. We are wine. like a fine white wine. No, well, red and, wine, red wine. And here's the other thing about this episode. So we talk about a lot of things. Like I can't even name all the areas that we go in this episode. And Aaron's a wonderful example of a man who's doing a lot of work on himself, on um, the ways that he gets in his way in terms of relationships, dating, um, sex, you know, his insecurities, the work that he's done. We also talk about like, you know, maybe experiment with some anal play as a man and, um, you know, orgasms, multi-orgasms, all kinds of things. Do but you mean, when you say work, I'm just curious because I want to take this home sometimes. What kind of work? Is it therapy? Does he Is he getting outside help, like neutral parties to help coach him? Is he reading books? Books, yeah. I think for him more so. In the, the first episode that Podcast. we recorded together, he said that he actually needs a good therapist. But I think he said that it's hard for him to find a good therapist because he's constantly looking for them to like show him how great they are. When a lot of times, I mean, it's, there's a lot of shitty therapists out there. And that might be part of his work is to trust the therapist, right? Um, but it's, I think it's it's more like guides, teachers, books, um, you know, various, I don't know, I don't know if he, I think he says he does medicine work, I don't remember, um, but he's just on this path to just work through his stuff. So I love hearing when men are really embracing the fact that they don't know everything, that there's room to learn and to grow, and that they're open to maybe trying like a finger in their ass. Well, <laughs> I just think, I, when I say I'm doing the work, because I say that sometimes, I'm like, mm. I'm trying to do the work. It's always kind of getting in touch with my vulnerabilities and then trying to bring in practices that I'm maybe not super attuned with or comfortable with wholly, yeah. but I'm trying to make myself have the tools to better myself in whatever way, whether it's communication, relationships. It's hard, though. Yeah. It is hard. It's a daily process. And yeah. we're doing the work right now, not by having this podcast, but by talking to people that want to I don't know hear what we have to say and we're continuing we're always working and I'd say the next level of work too is not just you know to read because you can read all the books and have all the conversations you know and you're still reaffirming what you already know and believe right it's to have a mirror and, and it's not you just looking at mirror. It's to have a human that's a guide or a coach or a therapist or someone or a teacher who can literally t reflect things that you can't see in yourself that will help to guide you um so I, I don't know if that's what he's doing but anyways that's what I um I think is like the kind of next level work is well, not I'm just listening to the like podcast it. and reading the book for anyone, anyone else that's interested. I'm not applying yeah. the knowledge too. Yeah. Applying the knowledge. Yeah. And, and then having someone to hold you accountable so that you don't just keep doing the same things that you tell yourself is, you know, what you should do. So on a different note, I just want to say that this current mic that I have, I keep getting hairy bits of, <laughs> shrapnel in my uh, in my mouth and on my lips mic. how many times have i pulled it away and pulled something out of my mouth since like we started hairy muff in your mouth it's like five minutes in and i'm like i feel like a, i feel like your cat stoli oh 18 years old like <laughs> hairball so uh, we should get a shout out because yes. we did get a donation Someone donated some mics to us, which we have not used yet because I just got them in the house today. And so we're going to hook them up and use them. But wonderful human who I don't know if we can use your name. So you will be anonymous. We'll call you Instagram follower who mailed us mics as a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those mics will probably be living uh, at my house, fully set up, ready to go at all times. And we still are going to get our airplane style mics. Um, especially for when we have guests, because then we don't have to worry about the mic moving away. But thank you so much. Also, I could get a set of recording equipment, and then house. we could tag team. House. Yeah, yeah tag you, team recording. You don't. You're saying you don't want the um, the furry muff. I could ones. take the furry muff mics for a little while. 
I'll let Legend uh, chew on them when uh, he's naughty. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, they've been decent mics. They have been great. Yeah, right. Our 80s mics are great. You all ready for a sex question? I can't wait. So sex question, everyone. Uh, anonymous listener says, being a clean cut guy with an innocent look is troublesome when it comes to dating. In the last 10 plus years, Craigslist, OkCupid, and Plenty of Fish helped secure dates. The problem was each girl assumed my physical appearance mirrored my personality. I tried FetLife a few times. However, it can be problematic when the woman does not want to go further unless I completely embrace and participate in their kinks. What is your suggestion for a guy that aspires to meet women that is sex positive and does not shame? So my, I love how the sex questions, I typically go into a question. Which, can I ask you a question? Can I ask yeah. you a question for your sex question? My whole thing with this human, this I guess he identifies as probably a cis man, I'm assuming, because he says man and then the women part. Uh, why is it that there is an issue with the, the clean cut. So he's saying because he's innocent looking, it's troublesome because they always assume he's kinky. Is that what I'm getting from it? I, no, they I'm assume his physical appearance mirrored his personality. That's this is what I'm struggling with. with I'm this getting question. that he is a clean cut, innocent looking person. So they assume and he's, like, he's wanting. It's, yeah, it is confusing because he's it's, and so people are just assuming that that's who he is. So then he went to something a little more extreme, but he's also not so really, fat life. But it's like a little step. It sounds like it's a little further beyond where he's at. So he's kind of in this in between. I think he seems confused, though, and I think he just needs to be more concise with his description exactly. of what he's looking for. More and straightforward. Yes. Like, you can even say that in your description. Like, I know I may look like I'm really innocent and clean cut, but... I care about know, my appearance. Yeah. And I'm looking for someone that's open to blah, 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 you blah. You could say sex positive. Like, I am yeah. I consider myself a really sex positive... Define what sex positive is, too. Open-minded person, you know, sexually adventurous. I've seen dating profiles of men who say, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, want, I'm, want, I'm interested in people who are LGBT or kink friends. Friendly, um, and so just being more clear in there, like your your picture can say one thing. And yeah, sites like Tinder and things like that, which you didn't even name, you tried. People will just base it on your looks and not even read the description. But all these other ones, they're much more description based, and just be more clear about where you're at and what it is that you're looking for. Um, and if they pass that up, then that's on them. That's not on you. And there's the age old rule about ask for what you want, you will get what you want if you don't kind of get specific sometimes it could get blurred mm. so it's always better to sort of be con be concise and i with the sex positive portion of that perhaps if there's something specific if you're just into folks that are open and excited about whatever you're into just mm. say that you're super into whatever it is you're into and open to maybe explore explore more. Yeah, and I, I think also if you're on FetLife and you're dating people and you're very clear what their kink is, because on FetLife people are very clear about what their kink is usually. I wouldn't date people who have a kink that you're like not... Um, or if you if you know you're not on board for it and they're already clear about what their kink is, then I would be clear with them before you actually go on the date with them or find people that have a kink that is in alignment with you. And here, so you know, one last thing, 
there are sex positive dating apps. They're, they don't have a ton of people on them, but they Which, are available. Do you know any of them? I don't know what they, they have. Are. There's, there's like all these ones. If it depends what you're into. There's like hashtag open. Mm. Um, there's, you know, and there's like for people who are, are female identified, there's, I think it's called her. Go Google sex positive dating apps and it will show you a whole list of ones that are more sex positive. Be more clear in your description. Go to events in your city, like go to meup.com and look for sex positive events like Tantra and all these things that if, if that's what you're into and go hang out with other like-minded people. Or There's munches if you're kinky. Workshops. Yeah, go if, take a sex ed workshop. He's located in in yeah. a, a, an area that has shops with workshops. There are many main cities around the country of domestic United States I'm speaking of that have those. So In the domestic United States. I'm speaking Maybe domestically right Alabama, now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the state <laughs> of Alabama. All right, everyone, I'm going to dive into the bio, and we'll, then we'll dive into the podcast, and April will listen, and you all get to hear me flirt uh, shamelessly with Aaron Alexander on the air. I think it's the first podcast where I've been, like, just as a single person, shamelessly flirting with someone Why don't on we air. make an Aaron sandwich next time? Yeah, and Aaron sandwich. Aaron let's sandwich. Let's just go. I know he has a lot of acronyms uh, after his name, too. We the A-team. Yeah. Oh, you went we sound so creepy right now. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. If you yeah. if you're listening to this, I can't wait to yeah. to hear your interview with Amy yeah. and Amy with him. All right, so I'm gonna read the bio, but before we read the bio, um so this podcast is made possible by Audible Escape. Audible Escape offers unlimited listening to thousands of love stories that have the ability to whisk you away no matter where you are. I'm already an avid Audible user, as I can listen to just about anything I want while I'm on the go. And now with Audible's newest offering, I can escape from a chaotic day with a heartwarming love story. I'm currently deep into Jane Austen's romantic classic, Sense and Sensibility. I can't help but get lost in the timeless tale of love, romance, and unfortunately some heartbreak. But the narrator's voice is sexy British accent. You know I love that, Amy. <laughs> yes, you do. And guess what? It's free to try for your first month and then only $12.95 a month after. Download the app and fill your life with more love. Visit audible.com slash shameless to get started. That's audible.com backslash shameless. If you love love, you'll love Audible Escape. Go check it out. And without further ado... Aaron Alexander, yes, he's beautiful. He's also C-R-L-M-T-C-P-T. Those are his acronyms or his little... Is they, oh, you call those acronyms? I think so, yeah. They stand for... Yeah, those are well, they're certifications, yeah, certifications. they are acronyms. He's a rolfer. He is an author. He's an accomplished manual therapist and movement coach with over 13 years of professional experience. He is the founder of the Align Method, trademark, an integrated approach to functional movement and self-care that has helped thousands of people out of pain and into health. He hosts the top-rated Align podcast featuring the biggest names in movement and wellness. Aaron's clients include Hollywood celebrities, Olympic professional athletes, Amy Marie Baldwin. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but I threw that in there. <laughs> and everyone in between. He wants to have an April and Amy sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and he teaches workshops <laughs> and <laughs> speaks at events all over the world. Check out Aaron's offerings at alignpodcast.com. Are you ready, Chip? I can't wait for the AAA <laughs> sandwich. Let's go. Yeah. 
you can almost tell when someone is a game player because yeah. they will lead with, I just, I don't want to play any games. Yeah. And, and you're like, like oh, there, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get out of this. So how do you, how do you do, I mean, I, so I guess my question is, do you, what, and what, do you feel like you play, because you're, you're single, uh-huh. single-ish. Yeah. yeah. Single-ish. I'd single-ish. Say, yeah. Presently, pretty, pretty darn single. Oh, yeah. pretty darn single. Yeah. So <laughs> in, so pretty, as single-ish, it's pretty darn single. Yeah. In the single world, how do you, do you play games? Do you see areas that, ways that you do it, or if you don't, how do you avoid it? Like, how do you not fall into it? I think the primary game that I've played over the last, like, probably all throughout my 20s. I'm in early 30, 30 dumb presently. <laughs> um, and, and I don't think that I've been emotionally available enough to really be honest and show up in a complete way with a, with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also at the same time kind of feel as though... Like I like thinking of people as almost like we're like I I got this from somebody else but but like we're like codes, mm, mm-hmm. you know. So like I have this specific set of codes that is you know Aaron, mm-hmm. you know, and you have your own set of codes that is Amy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you come together with someone else, your codes match theirs in such a way that you unlock different things that yeah. you never would have accessed by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm pretty sh- darn sure that I've predominantly sabotaged my potential to create any meaningful connection with mm-hmm. a female over the last like eight years mm-hmm. out of fear mm-hmm. of, you know, abandonment or, or, you know, hurting, injuring my heart. Yeah. It's you know, protective. and so I kind of like close up and now in the last recent, and so I would end up kind of superimposing over top of all that stuff I would put on top of like, you know, extreme mountain climbing mm-hmm. and like surfing and like traveling and like Dos Equis man kind of <laughs> lifestyle to like just show you like I am enough. The most fascinating man. Oh, the most fascinating mm-hmm. man in the world, mm-hmm. you know, but I won't actually show you any like true expression of mm. of my heart. Yeah. Um, Are you starting to show yeah. that? Now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it's yeah. like the coolest. Now yeah. like that is the Dos Equis man. Yeah. You know, it's like that's like the, that's the mountain to climb. That's the biggest wave to surf mm-hmm. is just being emotionally vulnerable with the female. Yeah. Um, so that feels the most exciting to me presently and the, and the most rewarding. Um, so what would you say to men? Cause I find that super, super refreshing. Um, what would you say to men who have an, are having a hard time doing that? It's really scary to show their vulnerability. Um, and how well, do you have any tips on like or what works for you to be able to start doing that or to see that as the way or a I a think good route? well so I'm still in process I think oftentimes when people talk about things they talk about it as though especially in like podcast land it's like we talk about it as though we're like these transcended beings oh definitely you know not. like back <laughs> when I was like dealing with shit yeah. I'm like I'm like still smack dab yeah. in that uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so that's you know as far as like giving. I don't have any advice to give, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but it's just, in my experience, it's not, at some point you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, you'll look back, and I think the thing that's the most relevant is how open and honest and what kind of cherishable experiences did you have with others? Yeah. Or would you were you partially contracting all your sphincters, including like <laughs> your heart, <laughs> because you weren't really because you weren't really sure about you know what could be? It's like, that sensation, just kind of like stoic philosophy kind of thing, like 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 uh, you know, going into the future and looking back, kind of giving myself advice as like a seven year old man, like mm-hmm. looking back, like okay, like what do you want to tell to yeah. Aaron now? Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty darn sure that would be the 
the wisdom that I would get from seven-year-old Aaron. Yeah, yeah. You know, at some point, that's if there's anything to regret, it would be that I was too afraid to love in the moment and too mm-hmm. afraid to, to, to be vulnerable with somebody else. Yeah. If that doesn't lead to, like, some romantic relationship, like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but, like, when you go into a grocery store and you're attracted to a person or whatever and you're too afraid that they might say no or embarrass you or something like that so you just walk on with your day yeah that's by far the most painful experience for me yeah. someone shutting me down is like almost Ooh. rewarding in a way mm-hmm. is rewarding yeah so you're saying, i can the move pain, on from it the painful part is you uh, missing out on the opportunity not putting yourself absolutely because mm-hmm. then you just go through all the like should have yeah that's the the subjunctive form is a fancy way of saying that i believe so the, the in i think vietnam i'm pretty sure it's vietnamese they don't have the subjunctive form of language. Mm. So should have. Uh-huh. If I was there, I would have. Yeah, I would have picked him up that. by the neck and that. Yeah. You know, you go through all these things of what I would have done. Mm. You know, but it's interesting how our language forms us that way. Yeah. You know, reg- like we reg- were, regret language. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's just all bullshit. Every udav that you have is just all bullshit. Yeah. It's literally just a little anchor that you pick up and you carry around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so we have that language. So it potentially kind of like brainwashes us in such a way. So I think we have to make like an extra effort to just live in such a way that udav just is not even a thing. Yeah. And I, th- I think <laughs> yeah, that, that speaking to it too, I had th- this experience when I, with my, um, I was talking about this a little bit earlier in all of our listeners. I was like, yes, we, you know, as podcasters, I know, I don't think I ever give off. Well, I can't say ever. I try not to give off the, um, the idea that I have everything figured out. I've been clear with my listeners that as someone who talks about sex constantly for a living as an educator, and yet for the last two and a half years I've had this thing where it felt like my, my sex drive and my connection to my body was just like off or on the dimmer switch was stuck on low. Yeah. Um, and... So in, upon becoming single, I had more spaciousness, but it still wasn't cranking on. I just, I actually didn't want anything to do with men. For I was like, I don't want anything to do with their processes. Just keep them away. I just want to be with like lady friends, guy friends, family. I like if I take on another man's process right now, I'm gonna probably punch him in the face. Probably wouldn't probably wouldn't do that, but I, would, I just don't have room because I needed to have room just for me at that yeah, point. And then I had this experience where I went to Sex Geek Summer Camp. It's a real thing for sex nerds who all go to like a literal camp and they're wearing short shorts and by day they're learning about how to be better sex educators and how to promote their business. Um, and by night it's like play parties and massage parties and people just hanging out and bonfires and everything you would think would happen at Sex Geek Summer Camp. And it's wonderful. And I get sent there on behalf of Uberlube because they sponsor the event. And there was this, this man there uh, that I connected with and, and he I could tell that it was very safe. I could tell that he really respected me, that he really uh, was attracted to me, and that we had a deep connection as we got to know each other. But he wasn't trying to, like, you know, pounce on me or make any moves. But I could just feel it, you know. I could feel that he was, like, very intrigued by me and that there was a connection there. And on the second day, we sat in this field, and in just in this beautiful field with trees all around. Um, and we did a little, uh, it was Rome, but it's, like, hape in the fields, and which is a tobacco snuff um, that I'm not going to get too deep into explaining what that is. And I, in it, I had this download of like, and my body's shaking about how terrified I am of intimacy. Mm. You know, from going from being in a relationship five and a half years, and granted, we did some open relationship stuff. We broke up a lot. I had, I, it's not like I didn't have experiences with other people during that. But I think from leaving a relationship that I needed to leave and now was so in, like had this wall up, including with my sexual life, also with my heart, um, and I could feel like my body shaking and I just, just it, when that vulnerable, vulnerable space spoke to it says, said, I'm 
terrified of intimacy. I said this to, to him. Like, I can tell I am terrified of intimacy. I have this big stainless steel cage on that is preventing me to get close with anyone. I don't want it anymore. I know why it's here. I don't want this to be here. Um, and I just want to be close, but I don't know how. And I'm so sick of this thing being up, but I'm so afraid. And he just, he just said... I could, and I could tell he could handle it, right? Yeah, I wouldn't, it's not every man, a lot of men I know can't handle that. I'd say that, and they'd be like, what, all right, what am I going to do with that, you know? And those yeah. are men that I'm not interested in being intimate with. Um, I'm interested in being intimate with people that can hold, hold my vulnerability, and, and, um, and, and it, they don't have to do anything with it, right? It's just like, okay, yeah. That's very confusing hard. for men, I think. Of course, super confusing. They're like, I need to fix. Like, I have a hammer in my <laughs> hand. I need to do like, something. We got schematics. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, let's what do he, it. So what he what he said was, he said, I I totally get that, and it's there for a reason. And why do people need to rush anything or get anything from someone? Like, yes, we have desire, we want something from someone, but you know, he he was like, why do people need to move fast? You know, why can't we just enjoy the slowness of getting to know one another? And uh, and then I felt my body just like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I, and so I appreciated that from the masculine. I appreciated having someone say, yeah, I want and desire you. And I'm also not in a rush to get from point A to point B. Um, and he did say also, I want to get to know all of you. So like the internal parts of Amy and how Amy works before I get to know all of you, the physical parts of Amy. And that is also felt so important. I don't think a lot of women receive that from men. Like yeah. A lot of women, men just want to fuck them as soon as possible. Where, how does one start working on their capacity for intimacy? To oh, to like let go of the their, drop their guard and have more openness for intimacy. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'll say from that experience, it's, it's speaking to it. You know, not pretending like I have it all together, right. not beating around the bush. You know, yeah, that could go a lot of ways, but um, not you know to own it to be like. I have this thing. It's scary. I don't want it. I don't know what to do. You know, and if, if you have any tips, I'm open to them. Or maybe I'm not open to it, but I just want you to hear me and to know. And maybe you can give me some reassurance that you're not trying to just take from me. And that. And if you are, then awesome. Let's just be friends and not go down that route. So I think it's just like it's owning it. Mm. And, and, and hopefully other people can take it in. And if they can't, they're not for, like for me. They're not for me. How things go with the dude. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I ended up <laughs> still in that moment. I still didn't have my desire back, but that night I uh, participated. In, we had like this big massage party, so everyone got really high in oxytocin. It wasn't erotic massage, but it was like full body massage minus genitals. And then four of us in our group, including him and two other uh, people, um, one identifies as a woman, one uses they and them pronouns. We decided we all want to stay together because we're super high in oxytocin. Yeah. And we built a little bed in front of the playroom. The playroom has a bunch of mattresses and like sex machines and what you hear people flogging and all kinds of wild stuff happening in there. And we put a little bed because we want to be outside under the moon and the stars. And we all just let our hands just glide all over each other and without, no one was trying to put hands in pants. Like under, there was, I could tell, and we didn't even talk about that. I could just tell that everyone just wanted everyone to feel good and safe and like get high off all of the touch. And, um, long, and long story short, I went in there with a story. I've talked about this on my podcast too. I went into the story. Uh, Amy is very straight. I played with women in the past. was never really my jam. Right. Amy also doesn't like tickling. I don't find it erotic. I don't find it enjoyable. In this experience, at one point, I had one woman next to me. She was wrapping her fingers. She was touching this other person next to her and had these, her fingers that she was dominantly putting in my mouth and sucking on her fingers while this wonderful man that I'm getting to know is making out with my armpit. And... 
and, and I was like, I, he, as his mouth starts going, I'm like, I'm going to hate that. I'm going to hate that. And all of a sudden it just feels amazing. And he's just following the thread because he's just listening to like pay attention to my body. Yeah. And I just am sucking on this woman's fingers. You know, I'm super straight, loving sucking on her fingers. Have this man in my armpit that the ticklish part turns into just pure pleasure. He stays there for like half an hour. And just and I'm just like going crazy. And then at one point, this woman turns around. She dominantly grabs my face and starts kissing me. And I felt more turn on than I had in a long time. And it stayed on. It went Full force since then. This was over a month ago. My sex drive just been. I don't even know what to do with it. I'm like humping the couch at home. Like, what do I? <laughs> what do I? Do? Is this what it's like to be horny? Oh my god, I forgot about this. And um, and since then, he, he he and I have become you know lovers and are just really just getting to know each other. We're not in you know a committed partnership anymore, but we're lovers and continuing to follow that. And it's just it's been incredible. Yeah, I think so. it's. Have you ever heard the the Ram Das quote? He says, "You got to remember your." Social security number and your Buddha nature. Shit, I don't remember my social security. You gotta balance. No, you gotta, you gotta be able to balance both of them at the same time. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think that like there's there is value to you having some degree of like an ego construct and yeah. your stories and like having your story in order. Yeah, but you not know, getting like, like too. But not being to so attached to it that yeah. you're not able to actually wander beyond that. Yeah, that you get really limited. And I would have been limited too in having these experiences. You know, I left that like wow. Every, a lot of the things, that, not everything, but a lot of the things I think of myself as a sexual being are just stories that I've been attached to. And oh, when yeah. I get out of my own way, there's so much available. It's like it's endless. Yeah. And it's and and I'm so I'm I'm so so grateful. I'm just I feel so alive and turned on. What have you so. found to be available? Oh God, it's it's endless. I mean, <laughs> been doing some things since then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I have more desire now to go to um, play party environments. I um, have more desire now to uh, explore with women um, in, but in only in ways that it feels really safe. And I and. Um, and I, of course, if I'm really turned on, I'm not going to do it for the male gaze. I think that's why I used to do it in the past, and that's why it didn't feel good for me. Yep. Now it's if I'm in that turn on, a body can just be a body, and it's if, as long as there's respect and safety, um, and uh, you know shared pleasure, then I'm feeling more open to it. Um, I'm more open. To, I've learned more about my body in the last month. That like all these parts of my body. But also because I'm playing with someone who's just following the thread and not trying to get to a certain place. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I like you know the middle of my the pit of my elbow and like the back of my knee and who who knew and my armpits are apparently a thing. How do men detect this with a with a woman or a man or whatever? Presence, you know, and w- and getting rid of goals and ideas about techniques and where you need to go, and it's just follow, paying attention, following the threads. So you have to have a, already a strong practice and presence, and so I mean, you're a meditator, so you probably already have that and carrying that over into sex and s- slowness, because when you're moving really fast, like there's it serves a time and place moving really fast. Yeah. There's no, you know sometimes someone just wants to be fucked, right? Yeah. But that's when they're super. It turned on, and you've already done a lot of the warm up. And then, you know, sometimes people can get there in two minutes, but um, I can say that my body usually doesn't get there in two minutes. Uh, but yeah, it's paying attention, but with presence and not paying attention with insecurity and stories and technique and getting out of your own way again. Just listening, like, okay, as I put my mouth here, oh, they're making more noise or their body's shaking. And I think there's an attunement piece there too. Um, where it probably isn't always available for everyone. Like, you can be as present as you, as you want, but if your beings aren't really attuned, because not everyone is, yeah. um, then maybe that's not as available. What about environment? 
environment totally yeah makes makes a big difference but I, I, safety I will say is if I can speak for myself environment um, can make things sexier or juicier or yummier but also so there's some environments that feel safer right so yeah. when I feel safe then I can be more present because I'm not in my head about you know am I worried about x y and z and I, I mean for me right now safety is a really really big thing and when I say safe I'm talking about like emotional say in physical safety but emotional safety like you're if I minute I detect someone's trying to go somewhere really quickly or take um, I'm I literally shutting them down and lovingly walking away. It's just, right. I'm just not, and it doesn't mean that I don't want to go places. It's just I, I want them to I want to have experiences where people um, really it's a mutual sharing. Even if they're like the dominant one doing most of the things for eighty percent of the time, there's still this mutuality there. What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I recently had that experience with having excessive expectations with a with a, a person that you had the expectations or i was did, the expectation you person yeah 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and then I, I literally like to a t because there was like there's only like four days with this person i was yeah. like well we should be hooking up yeah we gotta do all the things <laughs> yeah. yeah limited time yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure um how, well actually no I, I with this person i'm not sure if that would have been the case but that's okay. regardless um what i did was exactly what you're describing mm-hmm. is like shut down any potential of any greater connection from yeah. manifesting because yeah. I had my my linear timeline mm-hmm. of kind of like okay day one this is kind of what it looks like day two okay we're here yeah you know so I have this story of what it's supposed to be yeah and then there's like the reality of being present with the person and as long as there was that conflict there which there was um then just the other side you know the other person; they're just going to shut down and protect. Yeah, because they they can they're feeling that even if you're not, I mean, you're not you're not speaking to it probably, or what you. you I spoke yeah. to it. Too. You did, all, yeah. All the things. Like, are, this is where I'm at. Yeah. This so, but you happening. saying like I realize I have expectations here. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're here. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Taking yeah. full responsibility of like this is just my own childish bullshit. Yeah. And I had this kind of story of what I would have liked, and you know, expectations. It's not appropriate mm-hmm. but nonetheless like here we are yeah um, well and, and what's helpful too if you have expectations talk about them beforehand to get clear you know if you have some you know some uh, some lady come in to visit you for four days and you 
I think no matter what, to get clear on that would be a smart idea. Hey, you know, as we're spending time, or do we have expectations of what that time needs to look like? Or and it could be if we're not on the same page, then maybe we um, can change the time spent together, or maybe we can uh, deflate, you know, pop the bubble of or of whatever those expectations are that we have or we think we need. What are the turnoffs that you get from guys? Like me being turned off by them? Yeah. I don't love bros. I don't like bro <laughs> mentality. Like like broy. And when I say bros, like I mean I love I love but you know like you're you you're I'm not saying your your body like your body type is gorgeous. Everyone on my podcast, you should probably go look at our <laughs> Instagram as we post this so you know the image of what we're talking about. And he has his shirt off. It's quite nice. He's got some nice chest hair, big muscles. It's very sweet. Um yes. And your face outside. too. Your face is beautiful. Oh, wow. I actually have some lady friends, it's total tangent, but they're like do you know Aaron Alex? <laughs> it's like, yes, I do. I have recorded podcasts. Oh my God, he's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they listen to your podcast. That's helpful yeah. with my validation. Yes. Like my immature bullshit. Well, they like the things stuff. that you say, and they also like the the images of you, too. So it seems like the. But nonetheless, the images are in part in still fall back. Like I was at the. the I don't want to interrupt, but yeah, no. one of the big things I got, I was at the Tony Robbins event. I just got back a couple of days ago. And one of the primary things from that was, you know, looking at like your value systems. So like the, he breaks down like six values. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's his originally, but nonetheless, um, I'd be curious what yours are actually. Hmm. The first two are um, certainty, uh-huh. you know, so being sure about stuff. Second one was uncertainty. These are yours? <laughs> no, these are the six. Oh, these total. are just the six in general. Yeah. They're not in order, but you choose your these order. Are, no, okay. these are in order from the way that they present them. Okay. And then you break them down into like, okay, what are my top two? Yeah. Um, so certainty and then uncertainty, so novelty. And then love and connection mm-hmm. is another one. Um, and then significance. And then growth. And then contribution. Okay. Um, do you remember what those were, Ish? Yes. Were, were there two that I mean, stood the ones out that stand out is, is love and connection. And um, what was the fifth one? It wasn't significance. It was what well, came after significance. Mm, for you, my guess would probably be the growth, love, growth. connection, or contribution. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, like yeah. Kind, of, kind of the money spots. Yeah, and I'm a caretaker ideally. too, so it's those three. Yeah, yeah. The significance is isn't really that. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, I mean, it's. A th- I'm not saying it's not. I'm just. But it's, it's not a huge. It's, a th- mean, it's, it's there. It's pretty, it's pretty there. It's there, to, but it's not like the the primary thing running the the sh- the show. It is. It is. For, well, yeah. So I would have. I would like to believe that that was the case for me. Mm-hmm. It still is, but I'm pretty pretty darn sure significance has been a driving force of a good part of my life yeah um and it's it's ironic because as long as you're driving towards and i just say this in relation to like shirt off and all that stuff yeah that's like my kind of little bullshit way of like showing significance yeah look at me yeah, woo. I'm beautiful. Right. Big, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, special because I, <laughs> I have, have tits or whatever i have a question about that because so my um and my uh, ex-partner has is it's his physique is very very important to him, and he has this like big strong physique. You might be a little. You're, I mean, he he has he has been your size at some point. When he looks at you, you're probably like his ideal thing that he would want for himself. Mm. Uh, but to me, when I in the past five and five and a half years, he was always I called him like hippie ripped, and sometimes he was just like massive ripped. Hippie ripped is good. Hippie ripped, Pro yeah. Hippie ripped. And but he always wanted it to be you know bigger, and and had this idea that um, it was not never enough, kind of. It's all cultural crap. Cultural and stories. and so my question, and I actually talked to him about this, is I actually this is my my belief is, um, and I'll put this out there, and this might be putting you on the spot, but I feel like you've talked about this on your podcast before. I think I heard you talk about this. No, I saw a post that mm. you did on Instagram. Mm. You know, can anyone that is uh, that physical perfection is so important to them? Can you 
not can, is there any way that they don't have self-love issues right don't they kind of go hand in hand that there's a, um, a, a something there with around self-love and worthiness that um, we are that, that for for those folks where the perfection of their and, and I'm sorry if I feel like I'm pointing a finger at you no now. you're not please point away but I, I mean I, when I see people who it's so important to them to be this like perfect specimen and their life is so designed around it I just wonder you know, what's hurting inside that m- makes it so that you need to, this is so important well, to you. There's different flavors of it. Yeah. You know, so it's all about, it's not about what you do, it's why you do it. You yeah. know, and so within that, um, uh, the place that I have come from has been that, essentially seeking validation and mm-hmm. significance through showing you that I'm strong enough and whatever. Sexy. You know, all, all, all those things, yeah. Um and from there, you can get to a point that ideally everybody, including myself, arrives at where you just take joy in the process mm-hmm. of cultivating something beautiful. Yeah. You know, and like mm-hmm. that's the goal is, yeah. is to get to it. And so that's like what my, you know, the, the book I'm doing is, is about essentially. Um, the, the editors actually brought up like an interesting idea that I thought was cool that I didn't see. They're like, this book's about uh bringing joy into your movement oh you didn't even see that i'm like yeah. i'm like oh yeah totally yeah. that's what it is it's about yeah. like yeah like you can incorporate you can infuse joy mm-hmm. into your being yeah in the way that you inhabit yourself and you know, in such a way that you as you move through the world you're cultivating a system that's mm-hmm. beautiful to look at and be in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can do that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah totally um you know or you can just genuinely enjoy the experience of like you know arnold schwarzenegger talking about like he smokes weed and works out and pumps blood into his muscles and it feels like he's coming. Yes, I just like keep I'm coming, coming all day. Yeah, you know, he's like cool. Like Arnold loves yeah. to come all day. Yeah. Like that's totally <laughs> fine. Getting his from pumping iron. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was actually sitting beside uh, his son at the Tony event. Oh really? It was oh. yeah. Patrick. Does he have the same accent? He's out there. Not at all. <laughs> Damn <laughs> yeah, it. not at all. Um, so it's just, there's just two. And I think you already know this, but th- I think there's 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 different roads you can down with. You can go down with it, mm-hmm. and ideally we can all get to the point where you know I enjoy sweeping the house. Yeah. You know, but I don't do it because of any kind of weird pathological bacteria. Well, it's like no, I just like to kind of organize. It. Like it makes me feel well. Yeah. You know, and so that's yeah. what I'm I'm closer to than ever before, but there's still little little tatters of bullshit so it's, interlaced and So throughout. for you it's it's that they had this this old way of being that this is something that is um, coming more from like a wounding or, or hurt place but in, and it's transforming and uh, shifting into this other place and you still see the ways that oh, you're, yeah. you're like there's little ties, but it's moving into this so how does someone yeah. switch that? Well, I think you just your bo- oh, buy your book. That's how you, do. you buy the book. <laughs> yeah. Buy the book. What is it called? <laughs> the Align Method. The Align Method. Yeah, what yeah. is it? When is it going to be out? December. Okay, so, so this will be out before. before this yeah, yeah. Okay. It's well, all, it's but all good. Evergreen Don't product though. So December two thousand nineteen. Boom. Yeah. The Align exactly. Method. We'll do. We'll do that thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, how does one? How does one do? I think you bang your head up against the wall enough times that it it hurts so much that you have to create change. Just one is, is one avenue. Yeah, yeah. Just like wow, <laughs> yeah, I'm so <laughs> done with this process. Yeah. Like yeah. I, th- I think that there's a lot of resistance in the world around, um, and one could misconstrue the stuff that I get into to be like, oh, you're not able to go into a folded over position because that makes you depressed mm. or dumb or accessing negative in quotations memories, or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. I think you should go as deep into that fetal position and like into the darkness as 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 feels appropriate, yeah. and like allow that bubble to pop, 
so you can come out of that and be like, okay, I experienced all the way into the darkness, mm-hmm. you know, and now I can come back and be like, yeah, that's like, there's no kind of curious what ifs. We do that with homosexuality as men as well, I think. Yeah. You know, there's like, I think a lot of men express homophobia because they're actually kind of curious if they might be a little bit gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, I don't, so how do I handle this? Because I'm not supposed to feel this way. Yeah. I'm not saying that every, every guy needs to go bang another guy, but nonetheless, like, being open if something feels appropriate for you um if you have that preconceived notion or story of who you are and Mm -hmm. what it means to be a man and like all that stuff um if you're feeling something that feels honest and feels true and it's kind of coming through and you shut that down based off of like your notion of what you think you're supposed to be very likely you'll live your life in a knot Mm -hmm. so the sooner that you can open yourself up to those experiences of what feels to be true um the sooner you can, each one of those is an opportunity to kind of loosen those, 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 those binds mm-hmm. in that knot. Yeah. You know, and each time you choose to divert away from that and go back to story, you just pull the, t- you pull the knot tighter. Yeah. I think. Or you just go and experience more anal. Open or you, right up. <laughs> you go to uberlube.com, yeah. Uber get a 15% discount. Yeah. <laughs> With coupon Amy just, Amy just flashed me. I know, I did. I'm wearing <laughs> underwear, so that's why I put a pillow here. And I was like, I need to go cross-legged. <laughs> you want to do some acro? Sure, but I don't have underwear. Oh, you're supposed to do the acro. I know, I noticed that. I was like, we missed that. Did you know that rats, when they are <laughs> touched for just a few days, they're tickled? They get, they get rats tickled. and they get tickled. There's these are like scientists, creepy the researchers scientists are tickling tickle the rats. rats. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. They actually end up um, experiencing neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons. Uh-huh. So it's like literally just the, the process of like being touched and contacted and like all those things. Uh-huh. I'm touching Amy's legs yes, right now. Yes, right Deep, now. awkward it's eye very contact. It's very close. It's not that awkward. <laughs> well, yeah. for some of my It's funny with microphones, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's different. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good photo. <laughs> um, Say, where's our photographer? Goddamn yeah. modern millennial bullshit. <laughs> oh, photo. This is a photo yeah. moment. Ah. <laughs> what about before there were photos when you just have moments and you're not like you won't have a whisper in the back of your mind like oh we should have a camera right now yeah I'm just I'm not going to be present because we're going <laughs> to think about we how we do should if we didn't have, have, camera. have cameras soon we'll just have a little button we can always press because we, everyone needs to take a selfie everywhere we go do you have a selfie stick no I do not oh, I, I do yeah you do <laughs> Actually, I'm not surprised. I've seen your Instagram photos. It's like, he takes, how does he get all those shots? Yeah. Does he have a selfie stick? I, I haven't used it for a while. Mm-hmm. For a little bit while. <laughs> not good. judging. I'm strange about the radiation with the phone. So uh, I actually liked the selfie stick because it, 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 it creates separation between the phone and my hand. You do keep your phone in your pocket close to your waist. Airplane mode all oh, the time. Oh, you're one I of those. I try to protect the Wavos. The underwear I'm wearing right now actually have Wavos protecting. What is it, the brand? Uh, uh, what are they called? Um, it's not uh, the me undies um, thing. No. These are called Faraday's. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that. Yeah. But they protect you from all the electrical. They've got silver. Things. It's silver laced Wavo protecting technology are you, are you sponsored in, by in them? around my nutsack. Um, I've be. I've been okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that was Pres- great advertising. Presently, that you asked. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like we don't talk about names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't drop names here. I need one million dollars. Protects my huevos. Plus, protect the huevos. It's it's important. <laughs> yeah. You gotta protect your delicate huevos. <laughs> okay, y'all. Time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. Uber Lube is one of them. It's a luxurious lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. Seriously? 
There are hundreds of doctors who recommend UberLube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. Amy, I know you love UberLube too. What do you love? I love UberLube because it has no flavor, no scent, and it feels absolutely amazing on my body. In fact, I want it everywhere. I even use it in my hair, for my hair frizzies, for massage, and it can also prevent chafing. Oh, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's discreet and looks like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, go check out uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, code SHAMELESSSEX and 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that helps you add more sexy things to your menu. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. Amy, tell us why you love OMGS. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it has changed their lives. Whether you're already having good orgasms and want to have even better orgasms, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime or even learn how to pleasure someone else's vulva, OMGS will have something for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD that money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless and our listeners get $5 off. That's omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off. Go check it out now. And back to the show. Have you ever felt significance in your existence? Significance? As being a, a primary driver. Um, and you mean in driving my own ship? When yeah. It, yes. Did you feel it? Because you, you, I think that you are honest uh-huh. and correct and like you're primary drivers being the ones that you yes. said i think that i would be in more denial and uh-huh. like to leave i think especially in like podcasty social media mm. you know you're everybody's a brand like all the things yeah um it's it's more appropriate to lead with oh like my thing is contribution yeah like, that's what i I'm care most about because yeah. you know, that's like on brand with yeah. your thing totally but meanwhile we're masking contribution and masking connection and love with deep down need to be seen and significant totally and I, th- I think the sooner we can be honest with that the sooner yeah. we can start to unwind it i mean i can't say that it's that it's not there but one example i will have is so april and i get emails every day from listeners saying things like you know, you helped save my marriage, or thanks to you, I love my body again, or I found my sex drive, or I finally had, you know, a threesome, or whatever that is. Is they're having something that is just this complete gratitude and and praise, and if for us, we for both of us, we're on the same page. It just like it just touches our hearts, and and maybe we're not we we might even be dodging it, the full uh, ability to take it in, all of it into because we have a moment like oh my god that's so sweet. And sometimes we'll read them on the air, and mm-hmm. um, but. I can tell for both of us there isn't, uh, and I, I'm not going to say that it isn't there at all, but there isn't this like power of like, yes, I'm famous and I'm awesome and I'm changing the world. It's just like, oh my, that, that feels so nourishing to be able to provide that. Yeah. Um, of course it feels good to you know, walk to places like at a trade show and there's all these people that know our podcast and you know, want to give us hugs and getting that praise. Um, so I can't say that that's not there. It's probably not the primary motivation for doing this or for a lot of the other things that I do. Yeah. Um, but the but in but I do feel like in podcasting I found more of my purpose and that and it is feels really really uh, really good. I think all of them also have a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Like there's a time where certainty 
it's okay for that to be the most important thing in your life or, or novelty or, yeah. you know, any, fill in, any one of those. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think we always just need to be like spiritual white light transcended beings that are just here for growth and connection and contribution. Sounds boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love me some sacred, but I love playing with the profane, like bring in the weird and like the lightness. And, you know, and it's, I don't want to always, I, mean, I, I want to work on myself often. And I also want to enjoy the just being in the all. And I love like the silly in the play that comes with that isn't just like, I am a healed being. Something that was interesting in relation to the, the event as well was in relation to those, the, the value system stuff was if you're not with another person that shares those top two ish values, mm-hmm. then it'll be a very challenging relationship. I, yeah, I bet. Well, it speaks to my last relationship of five and a half years. <laughs> yeah, or his I values. Uh, significance is really, really, really important. Uh, and obviously we're talking about like the, the, you know, the physique and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that, that's, I think that's a bigger one. Um, and love and connection also is, is big for him too. I think the significance thing I will, I will say is probably one thing that was very different for us. It was so important, his significance and his, you know, being in his power and in his purpose and being witness and seen. Part of our breakup was around, um, there's so many reasons, but um, I felt like I was constantly being told that I wasn't seeing him, I wasn't understanding him, I wasn't meeting him, I wasn't there, I wasn't emotionally, there was all these things. And there was some truth to it, definitely, in, in some ways. And for me, it also felt like a bottomless pit, that no matter what I did, I couldn't get there for him. No. Um, and maybe someone can, but I, I, you know, I could, couldn't or cannot or will not. Code. I didn't have the code. Not the right code. And we had all like so many other codes, but I didn't you have, have the code, code. to do. I have a great code. Solid code. Thanks for my complimenting <laughs> my code. Yeah. We know. Yes. It, yeah. He's got a great code. He's like a code. <laughs> They're like, this is like, okay, wait, what are you, are you guys just like flirting? Is, are you guys still podcasting? Um, yeah, I think that that's a big thing too. So it's, I, I, and I understand it. I guess if I'm with someone where significance is important to them and of course part of that would be their partner needs to, to see them and uh, let them know how much they love them or how, you know, how you give them praise and appreciation authentically. Yeah. I can totally do that. But when it feels like it is endless and you know that it needs to happen eight million times a day for every little thing um i I just i'm don't have the capacity i think there's another code out there to crack it some other codes yeah Yeah, some (laughs) other codes doing it someone else is just like a praising machine the other thing that was interesting i'm like excited to talk about all this stuff because i literally just got back like two nights ago yeah. so um thanks for entertaining yeah these, yeah talk these, away these concepts that are happening my with listeners the, with, are like with, with Ooh, the this event. is refreshing <laughs> yeah um but so the other thing that i found interesting in relation to the significance is people's attachment i.e me um attachment to their painful story and painful background and yeah. painful history and how my life sucks so much you know and it's like when we're in that victim mentality and we're attached to that story of being a victim, Mm -hmm. an interesting reframe was like, that's your expression of significance. Mm -hmm. My pain is greater than your pain. I promise you. Yeah, the hierarchy of pain. Just so you know, I know you've experienced some things, but it's not like mine. Yeah, not like mine. Mine's way (laughs) worse. And so for me to lose that, it's like my pain becomes like my religion in a way. Mm -hmm. And then you start kind of of pulling strings on somebody's religion, like something they've based their last 30 years around. Their whole story. They'll they'll get a gun. Yeah, yeah. They'll get real, they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I need this thing. And so that I thought that was an interesting thing of just like, okay, yeah, like it's just fascinating how we paint this 
our lives. Like we, you know, there's like three sides of the story. There's like my side, your side, and the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like impossible. It's impossible not to paint the world in front of you. Yeah. With your own, your own stuff. Well, it's how we. Uh, otherwise, how do we? How do we exist here? How do we? Um, if we don't have that identity that we're looking for, and in, in our perception of whatever that is, then like, who are? What do you have? You meditate much? I do. Yeah, I go through waves. Like I started meditating in 2012, meditated uh, regularly until 2000, early 2017. It was, you know, what when, when my sex drive left, so did meditation for a little while. And mm. I, and I'd bring it back, and I would have like good weeks and not so great weeks. Um, and so maybe there was like some correlation there as well. But I mean, obviously, I just wasn't really feeling that connected to my body and sitting and meditating felt like a lot of work and yeah. it wasn't helping me to get in my body either. I try like erotic meditations and all these things. So um, now in all this, the space of having more spaciousness has become a regular practice. You ever again. tried Vipassana, the 10 day thing? I've done a five day b- oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How yeah. was it? How was that? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, the one I went to was kind of like a little more, um, it was actually had a Zen thing. It was a Zen teacher there. So we, he was a Vipassana, you know, style from insight meditation, but mm-hmm. they brought in um, uh, one of the Zen medit- teachers from Tassajara and the Zen Center in San Francisco. So there's all these Zen people doing Zen style where there's all the rest of us other like Vipassana folks who are, had our eyes closed and they had their eyes half open. And yeah, um, yeah it was, those always helped me to, when I leave there, then I'm like deep in my practice. You know? I think and both have value because I prefer Vipassana yeah. meditation. That's yeah. like, if I, there's like one, mainly just because that's like what my experience is. I'm sure there's other ones that if I had greater experience, I'd be like, that's the one. Yeah, totally. You know? But that happens to be the one that I've under, you know, have been a part of the most, um, and so I like the eyes closed a lot, and I think there is a lot of value in having a, con- a consistent practice of eyes open meditation, mm-hmm. mainly just when you're around like shit that you conceive to be boring. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I could just meditate right now. <laughs> I'm I'm like, like, yeah, like this isn't where open, I need to be at all. Knows. But yeah, I can do a 45 minute meditation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to be able to really tune out all this. That's a, and that's a skill tuning out all the sounds and things. So. Yeah, I I enjoyed it when I've done when I've sat and done some meditations. And I, I just I also don't like um, rigidity though. Yeah. Things that are like you have to do it this way at this time. You right foot forward. I just. I'm, I'm, I like a little more spaciousness for, you know, I'll still sit upright and, you know, I'm not like, oh, I just need to lay down and be comfortable while I meditate. But I, I like when there's a little more spaciousness and Zen kind of isn't that. Yeah. Um, so I have enjoyed it for sure, but it wouldn't be like my primary For women that are experiencing, or men, they're experiencing lower libido. Uh-huh. What, what do you recommend for people? Where do you start? Obviously, it's, it yeah. depends, I'd imagine. It depends. I mean, so, I mean, I just came out of my... I was trying all the things for two and a half years while still in this relationship. And and, um, and I do think that my libido was very much related to the relationship. And specifically um, related to... We had a lot of rounds of a lot of hurt. And a lot of the rounds were um, him... Me essentially feel like feeling like I'm not enough because he was asking for more of something or another woman seemed to be more ideal or whatever that was. Many yeah. rounds of that, yet we always came back together. Um, and uh, and then I ended up uh, getting pregnant on the IUD while he had fallen in love with another woman who was potentially going to leave me for the other woman, but I got pregnant on the IUD and had an abortion, and then he left 10 days later for two months, and we had zero contact in, in he, because he needed to go and to learn how to fill his own worthiness cup without the attention of my, myself or the other women, because yeah. that seemed to be a theme. And so I felt highly abandoned. You know, I just got had this, uh, this abortion, and now my partner left and I had to, to do all this work on my own and I was in so much emotional pain that I actually felt within a couple of days my sex drive turn off 
And I chose it because I was like, I didn't, the feeling just doesn't feel good at all right now. So I'm going to let that thing go. Yeah. And then it got stuck. And so, and then we ended up getting back together and it just never really came back on full force. So, um, so that's my personal story. And I tried all of the, the things of like, you know, going, you know, reading all the books and knowing all the tools and doing different forms of breath work and even doing, um, you know, my own self-touch practices to try to like recultivate this thing that I know is in there. I'd still have sex dreams where I'd be super turned on and having orgasms in my sleep, but when I'd wake up, it was like not accessible. Yeah. It's not that I couldn't have orgasms. I could have them like from vibrators and I could still have them like sometimes with partners, but it just was like, it was challenging and it was fleeting. And um, my best advice is experience experiences you know your body needs your mind can know all of the things you can listen to all the shameless sex podcasts and hear all the tools on how to to do it but your body has to experience it too to know to remember yeah. and um and so there's a lot of ways there's sexological body workers i know that you've you know jaya she's mm -hmm. a sexological body worker and they're done all over sessions with her actually you have done sessions That's with her yeah interesting experiences yeah, yeah it's like you know like a <laughs> most interesting moment was i mean like i think this is this is my doing um I'm like a back bend, and there's like her and a, a student person, and they're like. You're holding a back bend while they're. Yeah, with, with an erection. Ah, uh huh, uh huh. Getting the full <laughs> visual. Love this. Love this. Keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> and they're like whipping me with stuff and doing all sorts oh, of really stuff. Oh, because she brought in the. She does she do bondage too? I, I don't know how to explain exactly. She, she it it was like the poo poo platter of all the things. Oh, you had a big menu. Yeah. I had a big menu. Yeah. Which is interesting. I found out that I'm not really interested in most of those things. Yeah. I just like sex. I'm yeah. like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if you like presented, like, I try, I prefer to relate myself to like a mountain lion but whatever like a donkey or just some animal <laughs> you know? you're more than a donkey well whatever yeah. you know, I, I, my, my yeah. immediate thing was like mountain lion yeah and i'm go. like well whatever fill an animal of your choice you're not like and a, you had yeah. like i don't know like nipple electrifiers oh, or so whipper thing i didn't i didn't do that i'm just okay. saying hypothetically yeah yeah i don't think said coyote or whatever would be like what is this yeah i'm more like a coyote you're more like a coyote <laughs> yeah you're like more like the body on body experiences and less yeah. of like the accoutrement Sensual, sexual, to use Jaya's language. Yes, because oh, she has the erotic blueprints. With and a little shape-shifty, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably more shape-shifty than I realize. Probably. But probably my story is more that I'm a coyote. Yeah. You're but perhaps I'm like a circus coyote that's into all the things. Maybe you're a coyote. Yeah, you're a coyote <laughs> one day, mountain lion another day, and then you're a donkey. And <laughs> hopefully you don't spend too much time as a donkey. But I think so. I donkeys think those, are probably noble, noble creatures. I just keep thinking of donkey shows. I'm They've sorry. They've got the that's bags. Like, they kind of... They, they're helpful. Except for when you become <laughs> a mule and then you're a dead end of the, <laughs> the, the chain. Is that what that means? Yeah, when you're a mule, they can't reproduce. Oh. It's it's just done. I don't know if that I if I can reproduce. Well, maybe you're a mule then. <laughs> oh. No, I'm sorry. I you just said that. you don't know. I didn't. Hurt I my didn't, soul. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that said you can't reproduce. Why? Because you've never you know, got someone pregnant that, that you I know, know of? of. Perhaps in somewhere uh, in like Cambodia funny. or Men something. Men always have to say, not that I know of. Well, I mean, you don't know. I've traveled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've contacted you it and happened, told you. It happened. Yeah. Well. Been to villages. You've been to villages. <laughs> there are some ha beautiful half Cambodian, half Aaron Alexandrian <laughs> specimens walking around. Cambodian breast milk. They're beautiful people. Yeah, they throw you in there too and look, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. different. People are trying to breed that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. They all want. Where do I get one of those? Yeah. Okay, I'm going back to answer <laughs> your question. <laughs> So, um, experiences, having experiences where your body can relate. So this is the hard thing. If you're in a partnership, this happens a lot. 
you're, you're, you know, a lot, especially in the heterosexual world, long-term partnerships, someone loses their desire. They're just, it's monogamous for those folks. So how do you go and get these new experiences that retrain your body to remember that you have desire, that you are desired, that you have arousal or horny libido, whatever that is. Um, if, and hopefully you can do it in that partnership with that person, but sometimes, you know, pe people like newness. They like new experiences. Yeah. I honestly think that's a little bit one of the best ways to do it is to go have new experiences that aren't your regular experiences that you're doing, and it's nothing against your partner. But or you could recreate, you could create new experiences with that partner totally. as well. Yeah, get you just got to change one of the backdrops, yeah. either the central person point or the or the the backdrop behind them a hundred percent and you get yeah, you can you, there's so many ways that you can change that within the relationship dynamic or there's also you know opening relationships or you can stay monogamous but you can go have experiences with sex workers or and i know when i wouldn't call sexological body workers sex workers they're hands-on healers for learning and That's healing a huge deal it's a whole different thing and they're helping people to see you know where do i have sensation what is my body like what is my body not like where's their pain where's their numbness you know whoa i didn't even know this thing feels really good or like there's my and they help you to go slow to feel um, so that's my experience when I've seen sexological body workers I've, I've seen oh there is subtle pleasure there it's hidden behind my story yeah um, but it's hard for me to <coughs> go find that with my was with my long-term partner because the story was so strong Mm -hmm. And so I just wasn't able to see it in that context. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a long-winded version of having experiences, whether it's within a partnership or not, you know, finding ways for your body to relearn that and not just trying to do it with your mind or putting it on the side. What do you think about anal massage? I think anal massage is awesome and brilliant and probably one of the better ways to... Uh, soften <laughs> to uh, soften your heart. Uh, yeah, soften your whole being <laughs> and your heart and your ass. And it's all connected. So, yeah, soften it all really of is. it. I mean, there, there. Yeah, there's a lot held there in our in our pelvis. And I'm not a sexological body worker, so you I'm clench your anus. Do I my do I clench my anus? Yeah, you ever notice like anal clenching? Uh, I'm just felt into right now. I'm yeah, like, feel in there. No, it doesn't feel very clenched. Good. No, it doesn't. It's good. I I. I I'm a little clenchy. You're a little clenchy? <laughs> yeah. Are you clenching right now? Are you now I mean, I think a high percentage of my life to date has been a clenched anus. Why do you think that is? Mm. Tight ass. Tight ass. <laughs> 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 that's where that term came from. Yeah, tight no, that's real talk. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing happens to people. Well, I want to get back to anal massage, but same thing happens. Like a lot of those little like memes or idioms, I think is what they're, they are. Like when you're... Um, like he's got his cap on too tight. Mm. What does idiom mean? Did I misuse that idiom? I'm gonna, I, do I feel not like know. it might be that. I'm not sure. <sighs> all the yeah, all the folks in the podcast like, my God, these that. idiots. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I don't know everything. I just don't. So I don't know if I ever knew that one. But anyways, <laughs> we'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna call an idiom. Someone's gonna I'm just gonna, email I'm just gonna me. confidently say yeah. idiom. Okay, idiom. And just uh, I'm I'm sure that's not correct. Let's go anyway, with it. Anyways, you have 50 percent chance. Those idioms such as um, like your caps on too tight. Mm -hmm. I literally feel that with people, like the connective tissue around their scalp. Mm -hmm. It's called the gallia aponeurotica. It's got like a real, oh. real term name. Um, when people are, are wound up and tense, you can literally feel it's as though their scalp is like bound to their cranium. Oh. Like when you feel, feel my scalp. <laughs> Am I feeling for a tight scalp yeah, or a loose? Yeah, just kind of push around there. How's, that, it, how's that, it feel? And that's tight? How's it feel to you? I mean, it's a little tight right there, but it's moving. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is moving. I've got so a I don't think supple scalp. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm feeling for tightness, but I don't. Mine feels tight. I don't know. 
trying to tighten me up. But You're showing me as a fraud now. So through the work, <laughs> is it working through your ass or what's unloosing your scalp? Eventually, if yeah? there's if, yeah, if there's contraction anywhere throughout your nervous system, there'll be a global contraction throughout the whole thing. You know, so there's a there, you can use that in your favor as well. And there's a, a fancy term called irradiation, mm-hmm. which essentially when you contract, like you can try it right now. You're gonna squeeze your hand a little bit mm-hmm. if you want to. You know, I can't force doing you doing anything. It. Yeah, doing it. So uh, so squeeze your hand just a little bit. People listening, squeeze your hand a bit, and then feel like maybe like 20. percent You'll feel the contraction manifest itself around like you know the hand. Right you mean now, when I let go and like loosen it? No, no, no just no. when you're like, the, you'll feel the contraction in your uh-huh. hand maybe trickling yes. down into the form a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah. Right now, squeeze your hand to like 50%. Now, all of a sudden, you can feel it's like, oh, wow, I'm like, feel it up my yeah. forearm into the elbow, like the biceps starting to come online yeah, a little yeah. bit. Now, squeeze it to 100%. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> your jaw, you see your it jaw hurts. is clenching, your sphincter is <laughs> clenching. There goes my. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes open. Yeah, so that's a, a term for that is, is irradiation. So the, the greater contraction that you have in any one specific area, mm-hmm. the the it's almost like you're sending a a, a, a stronger electrical charge to the whole system. Mm. It recruits more motor units and yeah. the muscles come in line in such a way that they wouldn't had you not. So there's a lot of value in being able to contract all your sphincters really tight. Yeah. Um, and then there's also immense value in being able to go to the other side of the, the spectrum and be able to relax entirely. Yeah, listen, yeah. But when you have a tight, especially something like as deep as your, you know, your diaphragm or your, you know, your anal rectum or your your, your anal sphincter, mm-hmm. you know, any of that stuff, your throat, if you have deep contraction in there, that poof, it yeah. sends that that signal out through the rest of the system. Then you move through the world, essentially like wasting energy all day long. Yeah. So now you're a tight ass and you're, your cap's on but too tight. But then you're tight everything, And yeah. you're blocking people from entering mm-hmm. you yeah. because you're always exuding this expression of, of contraction and closing down. Yeah. And now you reinforce, sorry for getting all like no, I, heart totally deep on no, this no, shit. No, no, I like this. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My listeners are like, okay, finally, they're not talking about fisting. Oh, right, no, exactly. No, no. Um, well, we just did fisting. We did we a radiation fisting. We just did, fisting. yes. And yeah, we, we both just fisted. And they probably want to hear about that. Anyways, yeah, exactly, so, we will. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but you're moving through the world, and you have this contracted state. You perceive maybe other people as being closed off, and then you get this positive feedback loop or reinforcement yeah. of that feedback loop because someone else you know, ended up avoiding you or cut you off or didn't want to be around you or pushed you away. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. See, she was a bitch. Yeah, you yeah. know, she's like, aha, right, cool. And then you go back potentially to like link back to like the significant stuff. Perhaps that links back to like, oh, my heart, my life is harder than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, ooh, I'm still, mm-hmm. at least I'm still significant. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'm important. Thank God. Otherwise, I would be lost. <laughs> I we had uh, this but on the asshole note. So I mean, there's also like safety just kept coming up around that, right? Like when I right. when my body has a lot of tightness, there's something about me that doesn't feel safe. And yeah. whether it's with the people I'm with or the environment or, or within or my own earth, body, yeah, your earth, country or my within my heart, your you know, heart, all, yourself, yeah, yeah your parents, above. your yeah. relationship to father or mother, all of it. And, and so there's this, and that's the tightness I was speaking to. I think when I was having that experience of realizing the stainless steel cage that. Is, there was a tightness to that. You know, oh. There was this like, I need to protect myself because people are trying to take from me and I can't have that because it's, it's scary. Yeah. I don't and, um, and, and then, you know, we talk about the, the ass, you know, the anal sphincter the, or the, the anus is, you know, the, the, root, the root chakra, you know, this part of you that is in, in that realm, you would say, is responsible for safety and grounding and mm-hmm. um, all of that. But uh, aside from all the hippy dippy wonderful things, <laughs> we had this guy on our podcast, Charlie Glickman. And he's a sex educator, and he wrote the Ultimate Guide to Prostate 
uh, is it Pleasure and Health? Um, and he, I'm not going to say this right, so go back to this episode, everyone. But he said that in, oh my God, I'm not going to say this right at all. But in utero, the first thing, the body part that we start out as, I'm going to say this completely wrong, but I think he said is an anus. Like we all start out as an asshole. Hmm. And I d- did not look in this. I do not have the research to say this. And I was like, are you serious? And he's, I mean, Charlie knows his stuff, so I believed him, but I didn't continue on to research it. But you're essentially born an asshole. You're kind of... I mean, you're not an asshole anymore. Yeah. You have one. You and you used to be one, though. You used to really just be an asshole. Yeah. And that it's kind of the original um, holder of you, you know, of all of you, and then you grow out beyond that. So, that I, again, I'm not the expert on this one. This is what Charlie said. Go Google it to make sure that that's even true. Yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of are an asshole. You're also a heart. Yeah. You know, you're the, a heart, heart, the heart forms before the brain. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting thinking of your asshole and your intestines as being actually, it's almost like its own environment separate from the inside of your body mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's a continuous tube or tubes that are relating up your ass yeah. wrapping all the way through into this this empty space to allow stuff to move through all the way back out your mouth yeah and then there's like the interior of your body outside of that yeah which again is just kind of like a, a way to look at it but mm-hmm. i don't know it's just fascinating that whole experience but the the only thing that's relevant and interesting that is that your heart forms before your brain is uh, kind of what it yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Your heart forms before your brain, but then yeah. we all get stuck in our brains. We get and, stuck in our brains and forget how to get. get yeah, our I hearts. can tangibly. F- there's a there's a people might be interested in checking out a guy called Eugene Gendlin, I believe is how you say his last name, and uh, it's called focusing technique. A focusing technique. What it is is essentially finding. Um, parts in your body, like so if you're experiencing stress, you're weighed out about whatever. Are you stressed about anything right now? Mm, I mean, I have a busy couple days coming up, so but it's not super stressful. It's just like in, in, in anticipation. Like there's a, it's going to be a lot. Do you notice stress, like, experience anywhere in your body? Like some people say, like, oh, I have, like, a very common thing, not that this would relate to you per se, but a lot of very common things, like, oh, I have stress in my shoulders and mm. my neck and my traps and my... No, back or whatever. I don't. Ex- I'm not experiencing like an actual sensation, but what it does for me is that when it pops up in my mind, it pulls me out of my body and just into my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I notice that I'm like, okay, just I'm going. I'll be in the moment. I'm going to get there to all of the things. And then I come back, but it isn't feeling like a tightness or a sensation. But I guess you maybe think you don't carry any tightness in your body. Oh no no no! I'm not. I, I definitely carry tightness at you know at at times. Where does right, it live at? Where does right it predominantly live at? Um. It depends on the time. I mean, right. Like I was saying, that stainless steel cage that I was carrying was everywhere. Yeah. It was all over the whole thing, especially around my genitals and my heart. It was like very, mm-hmm. very strong. Um, I think, though, more commonly, it's, it would be around my heart. Like there's more of like a constriction or a tightness or it almost feels like there's a, a wall there that at times is really hard to get down, if not impossible. And at times it's completely gone. Just depends on the so environment. So if you were to feel into that area, we're not going to, because I'm not like a focusing practitioner or whatever, yeah. but you know, I read the book. Um, if you were to feel into that area, is there any image that would potentially pop up in relation? In relation to tightness? Yeah. So people listening, if, as, we're, as we're sitting here, feel if there's tightness in your shoulders or maybe around the back behind your heart or maybe your low back or your knee or something. Um, from there, if you're kind of silent with yourself for a little while, is there any any th- image that pops up it might just be like, I wish this guy would shut up. That image <laughs> would be fine. Get to the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just curious. Is there any image that pops up with you? Right now, for me, it's like a white picket fence. That's it has you know it oh, has interesting. Yeah, it's it and because it, I for me when I feel into that like there's the stainless steel wall. Then there's a stainless steel cage that has holes, but still stainless steel. Yeah. Then there's just like this little wooden 
fence thing. Right now, it's kind of like a white picket fence. You know, mm. there's like a little bit of it there, but it's, so it's yeah, that's like the it's always like a wall or a fence that I work with in terms of the mm. image. That so one of the things that the questions I might be misrepresenting this, but one of the questions they ask in the focusing technique is once you come up with that image, you know, start to kind of gain terms with it and 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 kind of be there and see if it has anything to say. Yeah. One of the questions that it asks to ask. Um, is what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. going like, yeah, like I never, like what's the what's the worst thing that can happen from this picket fence and from mm-hmm. this like whatever this this protection is around there? Do you know what the worst thing would, that can it happen? It turns into a stainless steel wall again. <laughs> Terrifying <laughs> that something you know something gets through the picket fence because it's more open and has holes, and then in that scary so the stainless steel wall gets up. But again. But what if the fence wasn't there or the wall wasn't there? Like, what's the worst? thing that can happen it's if there was no access to fence the same thing feeling a lot of pain you need to put a wall up mm. so just pain you know pain feeling w- you know, a lot of hurt and yeah. so that i mean i think that's the case for most people like i don't want to feel pain and i want to avoid that at all costs yeah so yeah it's just it's just it's hurting mm. yeah yeah but no but on this other side of it like no honestly i would i'm more fearful of having a stainless steel wall up and not feeling than i am of hurting like i would rather yeah. hurt and feel that hurt than well, you hurt you can feel through it like rumi said like the the cure for the pain is in the pain yeah you can just you just like there. feel the damn pain yeah go which, through it yeah i don't yeah. like i don't like messing with like uh tylenols and stuff like if i have a fever mm-hmm. i go the inverse mm-hmm. which not to say that i've done this with like my emotional self obviously as i already alluded to but at least with fevers. <laughs> yeah, fevers, yeah. <laughs> Good with That's fevers. That's the one. Yeah, I know that that one covers. <laughs> not, not everything else. I'd much rather go and put a bunch of blankets on me and get in a sauna and just, yeah. like, blast that shit out. Yeah. And make it be, like, you know, a 24-hour fever as opposed to, like, a 20-year fever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burn it out. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I, yeah, I get that. And I think that the, just the feeling of uh, being stuck in not feeling, being super frustrated with that and, and feeling the limitations that that has to my own physical experience, my connection with other people um, is, and I think that's, I mean, that's the disease that so many people are experiencing. Like, they... They want a connection. They're so feeling so empty and alone and depressed because of, you know, the way things are set up or what you know whatever the the setup is for them. You know, so many people are walking around with little stainless steel walls and cages, and they just don't see that. You yep. know, they don't they don't know what that is. How do you integrate anal into a relationship, and should you? Um, I can't say everyone should, <laughs> um, but if you're on board for it, uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, I personally just and what like is the value of anal outside of it's just cool? It's, it's so in right now. Um, <laughs> anal, it was funny. April and I decided on Emily, it's actually Emily's podcast that 2016 was the year of anal licking. Oh, wow. Because um, we both got a lot of random offers. I think it was the year of the rabbit as well. Yeah, yeah rabbits <laughs> and anal licking. I'm pretty sure 2019 is the year of armpits. Like, oh. I've talked so many people that uh, have lovers that just like are obsessed with their armpit and they just want to bury themselves and they love their natural smell. Will the year of missionary ever come back? Uh, I mean, it's always around, but I don't think we'll make a whole year out of it. It's okay. boring. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds boring. And I think with anal, my, for my, for me, I think it. So we have you know a sexual menu of all the things that we can do uh-huh. with partners or with ourselves. When we take a whole. Uh, orifice or part of the body that has a lot of nerve endings off the menu our menu is a lot smaller you know so when people aren't adding anal to the menu you know for me i've been in relationships where people are like i don't want anything to do with your ass or my ass none of that i'm just like okay well i can respect that and um 
kind of a bummer because right. it, it just adds right. more right. things. Right, we're vegan. Aaron, we're fuck vegan. <laughs> I can't be vegan. It's not going to work for me. <laughs> right. uh, so there's that, and then also there's a lot of really great stuff there. A lot of people experience more surrender and de- in safe anal experiences, um, and, and feeling like deep release. You know, I've been with men who have had prostate orgasms and um, and and witnessing that, like seeing their their release in that. It wow, it's. Compared to the, a lot of the other orgasms I've seen men experience, it seems like there's just a lot more of this like surrender and letting go, and and um, and then anal it can it's also can be like naughty and taboo. There's so many things that are available. There. Pretty sure anal play is one of the keys to accessing the kundalini thing that people talk about. Are feeling. they all doing a whole bunch of anal? I th- not I mean, all I of them. Like not saying that kundalini practitioners are yeah. putting things in their butt. Yes, but you are. I, <laughs> I think that upon doing that, it kind of stirs up like certain deep clenchings that one may have and not realize it. Mm. You know, and it's literally it's like this compression and moving, you know, perturbation of all this, all that stuff at the base of your your sacrum and your yeah. pelvis. And in my experience with that, only with myself, I've got like a like a tool. Mm, you, like a, <laughs> That's a what narrows? a man says. Yeah. I have a tool. Like a prostate simulator, you mean. Is that what you're talking about? Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so tool. after using the tool. It's like a hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you wear it to Kundalini classes? I think that would be, maybe that would be like 2021. Everyone gets there. Like the Bring your prostate, prostate simulator. Prostate tools at Kundalini. I, I bet. I think the world's ready. I think the world's we're getting close. We're, we're, getting, we're getting close. Anals, yeah, yeah, people are getting more on board. And I understand. I want to respect some. Wait, but so what I was going to say? Oh, sorry. sorry so after sorry, doing sorry. the thing, <laughs> the thing, yeah. the tool, with the tool, yes, wait, perturbating the parts. Uh huh. I feel this um, like elongation and relaxation in and around like my my spine and kind mm. of like it's almost like feels like this elongating up through my spine. Mm. The Kundalini. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You experience this? You don't need to, you don't need to pro- just corroborate. I don't, a, I don't have a prostate, so. Well, not a prostate, just stuff in your butt. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? Yes, you totally can. <laughs> I don't know if I feel the elongating from stuff in my butt per se, but I have felt, you know, from um, more like transcendent orgasms that are uh, not something that I've yet to figure out how to have every single time. Mm. Um that it there is this upward motion and I but there's this part of me that feels like you know the base of me and that there's something flowing from the earth through my whole body up to upward. And Such a hippie. I know I'm from Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Santa Cruz, but I want those orgasms all the time. I just haven't figured out how to have them. So um, how yes, does one increase their orgasmic potential? Well, I mean, you would know this breath is really, really big. Mm. Obviously, a lot of people aren't. They're obviously breathing because you're alive while you're having sex. But a lot of people are doing like really Unless light, you're, shallow breathing you know, into necrophilia. Yeah, and so, well, someone's alive and someone's not. I so. like that I don't know what idiom means, but I know necrophilia. Oh my god, you're so <laughs> you little pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Your listeners like, oh my god. Um, yeah, wait, I forgot we were talking about necrophilia. Increasing oh. orgasm oh, potential, potential with dead people. Yeah, with dead. <laughs> <laughs> breathe the life back into them so they can breathe again and be alive. Um, yeah, I mean, breath is a big part of it, and. Uh, and I, again, I'm just going to go back to speaking to my experience of someone who's been having a hard time feeling sensation at all, having orgasms and all, like all that just has been really challenging, knowing all the tools. And so breath alone wasn't um, wasn't enough. Uh, so I'm just going to say once again, you know, safety, relaxation, 
slowness, getting out of your way, you know, complete presence and getting out of your way of needing to get from point A to point B. Um, and really, really paying attention to all the subtleties. I think what happens with orgasms, a lot of people look for the big thing and including me often, um, as although I'm getting much better at it lately, but instead of paying attention to all the little subtle feelings, like, oh, there's a little, or you can use a number system, like they'll do that in sexological body work. Um, you know, a one is like, uh, or no, I, I like the scale, of, um, someone used negative three, zero to three. Negative three is pain, zero is numbness, and three is like, oh, I'm pr probably going to have an orgasm. You know, a lot of pleasure. And it's, it's, if you start to pay attention to like the subtleties, like, oh, like, yeah, there's a, there's a one in there. Like, oh, that went, that's a zero, like, it's kind of numb. Or wow, there's pain there, negative three, negative three. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are only seeing negative three, zero, and three and not the in-betweens. Right. And so I think that we can experience more when we slow down and pay attention to following the thread of our own body uh, through our own touch or th through someone else's touch. And that can lead to the bigger things combined with breath, combined with kegels and having a strong pelvic floor, but not a too tight pelvic floor. You know, also relaxing your asshole and relaxing your, you know, your cock or your pussy and all these things, too. So it's a it's a compilation of things. The pelvic floor thing can be confusing with like the kegel muscle yeah. stuff because yeah. it's not addressing the mechanics. Yeah. It's just taking whatever fucking position you're in and let's just tighten that stuff up. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking so at there's so much more to yeah. it, yeah. So so being able to actually take all those muscles throughout the pelvic floor and you know all the muscles of your whole body really through their full expression, full yeah. range of motion, functional range of motion. Yeah. Just in doing that, you're naturally doing Kegel mm -hmm. exercise essentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're contracting and relaxing, contracting and relaxing through full range of motion, as opposed to you sitting hunched over in this like sad puppy dog position all day long, like squeezing your sphincter muscles and your <laughs> pee muscles. It's like that's not, not it. Not really gonna do very We're much. We're not doing it. Yeah. We're not there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we uh, could do better. Yeah. There's a lot more to it, everyone. And, I, and I, yeah, and I think it's taking into account all of the pieces. You know, I think people want the one quick and easy way to have the better sex and the better orgasm, and like, it doesn't just doesn't work that way for most people. And if it does for you, then wow, lucky. Oh, you all you just did some kegels and now you better orgasm. So it's great. It's not usually that way. It's mm. usually as mind, body, spirit, connection, safety, all, all these things, knowing some ideas and tools, but not getting attached to them and presence. And, and, and then I say that to people like, oh, that's exhausting. Like, that's a lot of things. And that's how it works. I know we talked about this last time. What are your thoughts? Of, so we don't need to go too deep into it. But what are your thoughts about um, semen retention for men? For them to not, uh, yeah, so in busting, terms of... Busting nuts. I think that it's a great practice. I mean, I, again, when I see men, um, they're how they feel after they ejaculate. They look pretty tired. And <laughs> whereas a lot of uh, female body folks or, or uh, vulva owners, when they ejaculate... Vulva owners. Vulva owners. Which again, you own a vulva? You own it. I own it. You own, if, I'm assuming you have a penis because I haven't it's seen like you a, naked. It's like a dog. You own it. Yeah. I'm always wondering about that. It's mine. It's, or you, you call it homegrown. Homegrown vulva. Homegrown vulva. I grew it myself. I feel more comfortable with that. Okay, so homegrown vulvas. Yeah. Well, because female body used to be in the human sexuality realm, the, the PC term, but now there's people that... Um, that they don't identify a female body, but they still have a vulva. You know, so they don't identify a female. So, anyways, right. so we—that's the language is constantly changing. So we learn and we follow the thread of that. And I'm still learning, um, <laughs> and I don't—I don't get it right every single time. Um, I forgot what we were talking about again. Oh, we're, we're like over the time. That's great. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! We went past the hour. Aaron, our listeners are gonna be so upset. I, I like mean, our it. listeners usually I like think it. It's great. Yeah. 
Was there was something I needed to end with then? What, no. were, what were we saying? Over now. Okay. <laughs> the parties. But there. what if they're like, what was the thing that Amy forgot? She was talking about it and now it's gone. Well, bodies. Velvet. Well, sorry, guys. Email me. Velvet. No, yeah. we're not ended like that. <laughs> I just don't have any timepiece at all. And so I was like, I'm like. That's I, your timepiece right there. That is the timepiece, but it's in the wrong. We're sitting out on my porch. It's the nice side. We've got, we're sitting beside a he tried cold to, he chest tried to, freezer. He tried to get me in his freezer. In, last and, time. Last time, and this time he tried to get me in his just sauna. Just no, this time I tried to get in the sauna. Yeah, I was like, I'm in I my business. I turned the heat up. Tire. That's my move. Yeah, that's my move. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the acro yoga with no underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I swear this is professional, everyone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no flirtation happening here. Zero percent. At all. Not at all. Never. Not one bit. Oh, I'm distracted Highly now. professional. <laughs> and my pants are off. That's okay. I'm not wearing underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, what can you do? It's talking about sex, though, so it makes perfect sense. We should probably wrap this bitch up. We should wrap it up. (laughs) On that note, I I would just like to end with, um, I have, I find this surprising, but as for for having a sex podcast, I've never podcasted naked, and that makes for a good show, I think. Oh, next time. Yeah, next time. We'll naked podcast and see what happens. Bite myself. We'll get very distracted. We'll be like, Yeah, that'd be different. I already forgot I was talking about at least twice on this, so that's going to happen more. What about erectile dysfunction with men? You have any any tips on that? On how to deal with it? Something I don't personally deal with. (laughs) Not that I I need to say that. It's just my little significance validation coming up. Okay, good. Not coming from but personal. But I have dealt. Experience. I have dealt with a lot of premature ejaculation. Thankfully, yeah. no more. Yeah. But that was a, that was a mofo. How did? And that's usually. I mean, they're both coming often come from the same places. People have English getting stuck in anxiety. their heads. Yeah, anxiety is. You have one experience. Well, it gets worse because then you have the, the pressure of the situation. You already yeah. know it's going to happen, so you're just like. Oh, and then it happens. And yeah. then it happens. You're like, yeah. Ah, you're getting in your own way. It's terrible. The one thing that you don't want to happen. You don't want your your cock to get soft at the wrong time or to come too early. Whatever. That means, and then you end up doing it because you're in your head, thing, worrying about doing the thing, yeah. and it's an imprinting process because you, your mind and body just got on board for this thing that it's now stuck in. Just like me losing my desire, you know, I've got it's an imprinting process that happened that I got stuck in as well. Um, and they they often, and it's, you know, some people it's, it can be a blood flow thing, and um, or they're diabetic or whatever. That is, for, for the most part, what, we're, what we see is it's it's mental, you know, and, and it's not just mental; it's the whole thing working together. But it's starting to notice the thought process that you're having and starting to have new experiences. What again? This is where sex workers are great because yeah. you, when you have sex with a sex worker, you're usually not worried about pleasuring and pleasing them. Sometimes you are, but it's more so like, oh, I'm you know I'm paying for this. There isn't all this pressure on me to perform. There are some people that have pay sex workers just so they can give the sex worker pleasure, but. Um, you know, if you're having stuff around erectile stuff or an ejaculatory stuff, having experiences that there isn't this pressure and this need to perform and please and impress is can retrain your body is a great way to do it. But also just getting out of your own way. Could probably just cut out the word perform. Yes. And that would probably be beneficial for everyone. And not having sex with people that shame you and are like, oh, my God, your, your cock is soft. Now we can't play. You know, that's what I was talking to my uh, girlfriend about this and because someone that she plays with they, they like them some cocktails so um, the cock isn't always hard at night but in the morning it's rock hard because they're sober mm. um, rock and hard rock hard in the morning they're it's like good. yeah right? it's just like brr, ready to go yeah. and she has never shamed him because you know, I think what a lot of um, women will do when they're their partner, you know, the male partner, their cock goes soft. They just stop. They're like, oh, we can't play now. You know, like, all right, I guess that's over. Right. And that's, you don't even have to say that. It's shaming. They're like, okay, so I'm only worth my cock being hard. Otherwise, you, I'm. there's nothing I can give. But there's so much more you 
can do and that is available and to let them know like us oh, it's, it's fine if you're soft like there's so much more we can do yeah, I just we can play video games we can go get out the game we boy could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could make ice cubes yeah <laughs> but sex is off the table because your cock is now soft and everything is about a hard cock all the time yeah. but when you do that when you when you take that pressure off of it and you're not shaming them the cock often just gets hard again because it's like oh it's not scary out there all right i can show up as i am cool Wait, we're going to end on erections? That's right. We're going to end it <laughs> on erections. <laughs> Where right. should people go from here on my side? So, um, oh, for your list, I was like, I don't know all your lists. We're releasing um, this on both, both podcasts. Both yeah. programs. I call them programs. Programs? I don't like podcasts. I think it's it's too redundant. It just Your gets used so Midwest much. Midwest accent just come out a little bit. That's right. I don't like that. From Pennsylvania. I like the yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Pennsylvania is not the Midwest, though. No, I know. Okay. But nonetheless, yeah. there's too much podcasts. Yeah, too many podcasts. I do a program. Everyone is I podcasting. Do a damn program. All right. So your so your program and my podcast. <laughs> so I mean, I don't only have a podcast. So <laughs> if you're more of a program person, tune go to, to Aaron. Line. Yeah, go to Aaron. More of a podcast person, go to Shameless Sex. Yes, yes. So we are <laughs> Shameless Sex. You can go to shamelesssex.com <laughs> where we have our podcast there. We have a blog. We have uh, an online workshop for female-identified folks who want to be uh, more sexually open, not meaning like open relationship open, but more like in their power. Uh, and then we also, our podcast is Shameless Sex on all the apps, iTunes, Google Play, all the things. And then we're on Instagram at Shameless Sex Podcast. We were disabled for about three days and we got it back. Um, Why disabled? So all all the sex educators are just getting screwed. It, the, one, you get flagged once and, and Instagram decides that you're uh, raunchy. Meanwhile, there's all kinds of male-owned accounts with booties twerking and they're not getting yeah, taken Yeah, mine's down. all just abs and dick pics. And you're Nobody not... gives a crap. And no one cares. <laughs> yeah, you're not it's going... It's called a line podcast. Yeah. Uh, Shameless plug. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. There are a lot of abs. <laughs> so, so anyways, I'll, yeah, I, everyone go check out Aaron's Instagram if you want to go and... Get a hard cock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Or tell our listeners where they it's can find you. It's all online podcasts if I want to go. Or just type. You can type Aaron Alexander into the thing and, and it'll come it'll up. sort out. But yeah, Align Podcast is the, is the spot. So and they'll all release this, this the same day. Your Instagram is Align. Everything is Align Podcast. Yeah, Align Podcast. Gn and your book, podcast. one more time, talk about your book again. Well, it's not too much to talk about because it's not going to be out by the time this comes out. This is an evergreen product, Aaron. Oh, that's a good they point. They could listen to this in 2025. That's a good point. 2020. Yes. If you are listening to this in 2025, um, go grab the Align Method. By that time, hopefully, I'll be on like my, my third or fourth book. So. Yeah. I'd rather you buy that one, I think. Okay. So this is very confusing. So then, again, <laughs> go to Aaron's website to find out what he's talking about, and uh, maybe there will be info about the next release yeah, out there. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, this is always fun. Thanks we'll so much. I'll put my clothes back on now. Sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, right. I'll go put underwear on. Over and out. <laughs> Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.